0: What's going on everybody welcome in to the podcast as you can tell by the title this is part one of two parts where we're diving into our top 24 wide receivers we're treating them just like we did running backs Uh, so the format will be much the same (laughs) we talk a lot about the playoffs in this part one and then in part two it is wide receivers 13 through 24 we've got one through 12 in this episode Uh, Really quickly, before we hop into it with Ben, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy what we're doing here and want to support us in a low-effort way, leave a rating and review on the episode or wherever you happen to be listening to your podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and that's all for me. Let's hop into the playoffs, the coaching carousel, and our top 12 wide receivers with Ben.
1: This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. And we talk football. Meat burgers.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Scramble Drill. Uh,
1: there's Ben. Over you still there have to find not to say fantasy brothers.
0: I do. I really do. <laughs>
1: Almost just, like, let fly. Two years of of saying that has got to be weird.
0: Oh, it's super weird. It's really weird, and, like, (laughs) I I do the podcast with Haley, too, which is a book podcast that we just do for funsies, and that one is also a welcome back, but it has a different intro, so I almost let that one go, too. So I've got, like, three intros bouncing around in my head. I haven't really gotten a scramble drill intro going. Most of the time, I'm just like, "What am I going to say?" I don't know. I'll yell at Ben or something, and then it just then we go on from there.
1: <laughs> I yell back.
0: Yeah, so it's
1: good, Ben. And there we go. Now we're into it. Shut up. Great. <laughs> All right, we've started out aggressive on this episode.
0: Super aggressive. Um, this episode or two episodes, because I think this is going to end up getting split into a part one and part two, just like we did with dynasty running backs last week. We're most likely going to split the wide receivers into a part one and part two. Top 24 receivers on this episode. We're diving into those as well as uh, some coaching carousel news, some NFL playoffs reactions, I guess. There's a lot to get into. This is going to be a good one. Um, Why don't we start with the coaches. Before we talk about these games, and before we talk yep. about these receivers, yep. Um, there's one throwaway hire. Dave Canales got hired by Carolina. I feel like we were obligated to mention did. it, and now we can move on.
1: I mean, I, I I genuinely hope he does well. I don't hate Bryce Young or anybody there. Oh know. I think their owner's insane, so nobody wants to work <laughs> with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean Dave Canales, look at what he just did with Baker Mayfield. Maybe he can do something with Price Show. <sighs> he could. I But it's a big maybe. Nothing's gonna
0: happen there until there's talent. And currently there's none. So unless they overpay for like a one of these receivers that's gonna be available in free agency. If that happens, sure, that'll be exciting. But I don't know. The offensive yeah. line needs help too. They they just need a lot of help and and it's not coming super quickly. So, I'm not sure that Dave Candalis is going to do a whole lot here.
1: No, we'll see. I I'm hopeful, but I'm also not optimistic either.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> okay, the good the exciting ones, the good stuff. Yes sir. Um I'm going to make you delay your excitement here a bit. Because we're going to Jim Harbaugh being hired by the Chargers dude, first.
1: Dude, I'm excited about this too. What are you talking about? <laughs> you and I, if this you listen to the sad. show, we love Justin Herbert. And we're very invested in Justin Herbert across pretty much all of our leagues. There is one dynasty league I'm in. I think I'm in a total of five, six, I think five dynasty leagues. And only one of those do either you or I not have Justin Herbert. Wow. Wow. We like him. That's pretty
0: wild. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, like, I think in, I think I'm think i in three or four Dynasty Leagues. And um, in two or three of the four, I've got Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah. I've got him in two. And then two others, you have him.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew that we liked Justin Herbert. I just didn't realize that there was that level of ownership.
1: We like Justin Herbert and and we we te- we bet on it too. It's not like we're like oh yeah we like Justin Herbert and just lie about it. No, we're invested. We're in this thing with you guys with Justin Herbert. We love it. Absolutely in
0: there. And so I don't. So okay, your knee jerk reaction to Jim Harbaugh being hired by the Chargers is what for fantasy slam football? Slam dunk. Slam dunk.
1: Best. Hire. I think I he mean, was it's he slam, was it's... he was the chase coach. I mean, he was the one. He was the piece that everybody was going after, and once he came off the board, that's when all the other pieces started to fall into place because he was the one everybody's waiting to hear about.
0: Yeah, he was the best coach in the cycle, and Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel were available in this cycle. So,
1: One of those guys, potentially both of them, is not going to get a job this year. I kind of think think Vrabel
0: gets hired by Seattle. I think Bill's going to go work for TV for a year.
1: And I think Bill probably makes it back because yes. there's going to be more openings next year and somebody's going to go get him. There's going to be a job. It's going just... to have to be a winning team. I saw somebody predict the Bills, which wouldn't shock me, to be honest, because if McDermott does this again and loses to the playoffs, or even worse, like they regress because they got cap issues, they got Stefan Digg issues, I could see McDermott being out in Buffalo. So that would, that would make sense as a hire for him.
0: I could, yeah, I could see that. I, if I mean Atlanta wasn't even a great opening for what he needed. Oh, I think. God, I did not want him. God, I did not want him. <laughs> so uh, even that, like that, was the one place he got any any headway with, and it ju- it didn't feel like that was Bill's opening. I don't know. It felt like the Cowboys would have worked, but even then, there's questions there with Jerry Jones and like how much say Bill would have had
1: in personnel. Yeah, so much. It like, like, I think Bill wants complete control. And that's almost nowhere is that going to happen anymore. It is all, like, like GM and owner won't say in everything.
0: And even Harbaugh, like, he's, he's going to have, I think, sign-off power, but I don't think he's going to just run everything. Like, they, they hired their GM today. I didn't even catch his name, but I'm assuming it was one of those... You know, we're going to work in tandem with Harbaugh sort of deals, and Harbaugh's going to have like the final check to make sure whoever they go get it, it'll be Harbaugh, Harbaugh's like veto power, I guess. But yeah. Bill ran everything in New England.
1: Yeah, and I just if wherever Bill goes, he's winning. He has a short window, and he's going to try to win, and I just I, I didn't want that in Atlanta. I don't think there. Most of the openings, I don't think want that at this point. Honestly. Yeah, he's so old school, and I I think the league. This was a statement by the league that like we're we're moving on. A changing of the guard is here.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, Harbaugh to the Chargers. I it's really interesting because, I think. I think it's it's a slam dunk. That goes without saying because they're going to instantly be better. I don't he know wins
1: everywhere he goes. Everywhere. everywhere.
0: He has he has yet to fail. <clears throat> Honestly, he won in at San Diego, at Stanford, at the 49ers, at Michigan, and he's going to win with the Chargers.
1: And he's coming he's here with one sole purpose. Like it is very obvious like he he won in places he shouldn't have won. The 49ers were a big nothing until he got there. And then he went back, he conquered college football and he is coming to the back to the NFL with a singular purpose of a Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: He's currently got the best winning percentage of all coaches in the NFL.
1: Yeah. What is was he like 44 and 19, I think? Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Matt, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, whichever LaFleur is the coach for the Packers, started off their career with Aaron Rodgers and just was making NFC championships every year. And Jim Harbaugh still has a better win percentage. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Raheem Morris. That's your guy. Y'all have found your guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean,. I I always had the pipe dream of Ben Johnson, and I think that's exactly what it was. We were, we were never never in the hunt for Ben Johnson. I don't think we don't think we even looked at him. Um, That's who I wanted. Ben Johnson is is ninety percent sure he's going to Washington. Like he's going to get everything he wants there. They got a new owner, new GM. uh, They're about to get Ben Johnson as their coach, and they've got the number two overall pick, which I think Ben Johnson outright said, uh, like he was willing the coach the quarterbacks he wanted to coach, and he mentioned names, and Caleb Williams and Drake May were one of them. So he's going to get one of those two guys to coach. Like he's he's going to get everything he wants. So that's that's definitely where he's going to go. But of the guys left, like I think we were actually close to signing Harbaugh, but obviously, I mean. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm not turning down Justin Herbert and the number five overall pick. Are you kidding me? Like, right. that, take a second. take Take a second to step back and like, how often does an opening like that happen? Like, you walk in with a potential top five quarterback and a top five pick. Yeah, hardly ever. That, yeah, that's incredible situation. Incredible coach. The Chargers. It may not happen this coming year but like in the next 2 to 3 years they're going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. I think the only issue for them is that they have the Chiefs in their division. So like
1: Yeah.
0: You're never going to bet Look, on them to win the division but they're going to be no. right
1: there. I and and this is this is not me saying at all that like I they're going to do it or whatever or that Herbert's better than Mahomes but you just got Justin Herbert a coach who isn't there yet but I I mean if Car- if Harbaugh starts winning here I mean he's got he's he's in the upper echelon of coaches. He he already probably is right now. But like if he starts yeah. winning here like yeah, he can catch Andy Reid and Mahomes.
0: Yeah. I mean and too Sean Payton is in that division as well. So like that division Yeah, is but Sean just Payton is loaded. he
1: doesn't not not Sean Payton's fault but he ain't got nothing to work with. They're gonna get rid of uh, Russell Wilson, and they're gonna be paying that off for a couple of years, dude. They owe that, him like that's a million million million.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That is a mortgage. You got to take out a mortgage terms. to
1: get rid of him. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're stuck a little bit. They're they're gonna figure things out in the next few years. But yeah, you're right. They they're oh yeah, I don't. I'm not doubting Peyton, Peyton that
1: he'll figure it out. But it's it is a far rosier situation that Harbaugh is walking into then, <laughs> than Peyton. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> How do you feel about Raheem Morris and? I guess the the bigger story is who he's bringing as his offensive coordinator because yeah. that's, off. that's the deal when you get a defensive guy like who's going to call plays.
1: We got we got a little off topic there, but yeah, of, of the guys remaining, I actually like Raheem Morris's hire a lot. When it first happened, I saw Falcons hire and I, I was so scared because I thought it was going to be Belichick. I'm like, it's, it's Belichick, it, it's Belichick, and they said Raheem Morris. I'm like, okay, this is actually. This is actually really interesting. Raheem Morris, he's got head coaching experience. I don't think he necessarily really got a fair shake in Tampa. He was super young. It was his first head coaching job. Uh, and then he came to Atlanta, was, I think, our defensive coordinator. And then he, he was actually our wide receiver coach at one point. So he, he has experience on both sides of the ball. Obviously, he's primarily a defensive coach, but he has experience coaching offense.
0: I think he's um, been a quarterback coach and an offensive maybe I don't think he's been an offensive coordinator, but I think I saw on the resume quarterback coach somewhere.
1: That might be true, but I know he coached receivers in Atlanta uh, at one point, and then he was our our head coach interim after we fired Dan Quinn. So, I mean, you're not that's not an amazing situation. So we went four and seven there. I'm like I don't necessarily blame him too bad. Um, so and then he goes and he's the defensive coordinator for the Rams. The Rams have had a great defense for a while now, so. I mean, he's got success. The Rams a hundred percent endorsed him. Like McVay came out, speaks incredibly highly of him. All of his former players speak incredibly highly of him. So, I mean, I'm excited. This is this he's a players coach. They love him. And I think this is the direction Atlanta needs to go. Obviously, I would have preferred us hire an offensive coach, but they went somebody young, a guy who's gonna resonate with the players, a guy I think you can if he does well, you can build around Raheem Morris. And, and yeah, I think, I think if there was a guy of all the candidates we were looking for who's going to go get a quarterback, it's Raheem Morris. Bill was not going to go get a quarterback. Harbaugh probably would have if we had gotten him. But, like, Bill's not going to go get a good quarterback. Vrabel, I don't trust him to go get a quarterback. I think Raheem Morris, he's kind of paid his dues in the league. So, yeah. it was... It was kind of his time to get a quarterback or get a head coaching job. And the more people I listened to and read about, the more excited I got for it. Cause everybody like or across the board pretty much loves Raheem Morris. So I, I am excited. And then, yeah, he's, he's taking from the Rams, uh, Zach Robinson, mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator. And he coordinated the past game specifically for um, the Rams this season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that is super exciting to me because this man just made Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup was already <laughs> good when he got there, but this man just made Puka Nakua. Uh, like I'm not taking away from how good Puka is, but like this man knew, knows how to use him. So it's it is exciting. It is exciting for Kyle Pitts. It is exciting for Bijan Robinson. It is exciting for Drake London. I think you got to bump all those guys up pretty much instantly. And there is still the issue of quarterback, but I think if there is a guy who's going to go get one, it is Raheem Morris.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is you're you're like within striking distance in the draft. You're at eight, I think, so you can go get a quarterback theoretically.
1: I think we could go to three. I think we could make a move with the Patriots.
0: I could see that. Yeah, Jaden Daniels would be really interesting <clears throat> with those Jayden weapons. Daniels,
1: I would love Jaden Daniels. I will lose my mind if we get Jaden Daniels.
0: How high would you be on Jaden Daniels in superflex Leagues if the Falcons drafted Jaden Daniels?
1: Oh, I'm going to piss, some people, of oh, <laughs> gonna piss some people off. How much of a bias? Oh, I'm going to piss some people off. Dude, if we get got Jaden Daniels in that offense with those weapons, I'm not saying it's the right call, but with his elite <laughs> rushing ability – There is an argument for him to be the 101.
0: There's an argument.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's the right one, but there's the argument. It could be like Anthony Richardson. I mean, like, coming into this, most people thought Bryce Young was, like, a way better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. But for fantasy's sake, if you put Jaden Daniels with really good weapons with his rushing ability some sparks could fly in Atlanta. Yeah. That could be something for sure. Um, I'm going to get too excited. Aren't I? I'm going to get too gonna excited. Get too I'm going to, I'm going to put Kyle Pitts back up there. I'm going to put Drake London up there. Like I'm going to take Bijan 101 next year.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's going to sc- get, excessive. I'm going to screw myself.
0: It's going to get excessive. I'm 100%. Yeah. Um, but AFC, for this NFC moment, Championship I have hope. Games. Yeah. Holy crap. You have hope. Yeah. Um, these games were insane. Insane. The Chiefs won 17 to10 over the Ravens, and the 49ers came all the way back, won 34-31 over the Detroit Lions. Wowza. I don't know where to start. I have decompressed a little bit from these games, and I don't want to go like two in the weeds here, because it's a fantasy
1: show, but we do want to get to the receivers at some point.
0: We do. I'll I'll go <laughs> high level here. Just like off the top rope, here's sort of what I was thinking. Number one, if I had a playoff manifesto, uh, the, the rule number one of the playoff manifesto would be never ever under any circumstances at all ever bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Rule number two is to refer back to rule number one. It's the only rule.
1: Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnola. I mean, this is not at all to take away from Patrick Mahomes and what he did because it's beyond incredible. I think Mahomes is the – I'm not going to put him over Brady at this point. I see some people doing it. He's not the GOAT, not after six seasons, not yet. But I do believe he is the best to ever play the position of quarterback. No one has ever played the quarterback position better than Patrick Mahomes has played it in his first six seasons, ever.
0: Yeah, they really haven't. I mean, he's been he's been incredible. I'm trying to pull up his his like yards per game stats just to see, because um, our buddy Landon pointed out that Mahomes has a very good chance. Of breaking the unbreakable records that Tom Brady's got, just like the career achievement records, the career passing yards, touchdowns, all those that just look on paper ridiculous. And Mahomes, We's, on his, his current pace, is pacing to break those if he continues where he's at right
1: now. We He actually sent us a comparison of uh, Patrick Mahomes' first six seasons and Tom Brady's first six seasons. Uh, Brady was 70 and 24 Mahomes is 72 and 22 their playoff record Brady's 12 and two Mahomes is 14 and three Brady won three NFC AFC titles Mahomes has four Brady has three Super Bowl rings Mahomes has two but could very easily win his third uh, in two weeks and so all those numbers are super similar which I mean obviously, put that with the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, how he's been so far. But then you look at just stats. So the fact that Mahomes has done this, but look at – it, and then you compare the stats. Brady in his first six seasons threw 167 touchdowns to 87 interceptions. Mahomes has 258 touchdowns to 69 interceptions. He has almost – he has uh quick math. He has sixteen fewer interceptions and almost a hundred more touchdowns. A <laughs> hundred almost a hundred more than the GOAT. Yeah. That's insane.
0: So <clears throat> I just did some quick math. If we were to take Patrick Mahomes uh per game or yeah, per game averages. Through his first six seasons in the NFL and extrapolate that for another six, uh, sorry, for another 10 seasons in the NFL. So if he played 16 years, uh, he's currently sitting on 28,424 yards passing. And if you take the 296 yards per game average that he's got and you multiply that by a 17 game season for another 10 seasons, he would add an additional 50,000 passing yards. And then he'd be sitting at seventy-eight thousand five hundred, give or take. Pretty sure Brady's record is uh, was seventy-five thousand.
1: I'm not sure. I should have looked that. up. I
0: should have probably looked this up.
1: We should probably do a lot of things before shows that we don't. But
0: oh, he's this just is, kidding. This he's is at eighty-nine
1: thousand yards.
0: Oh my God! He would, <laughs> he's at eighty. Oh gosh. Okay, so. Mahomes is averaging like five thousand passing yards a season. He would have to play another. Uh, what would he have to do?
1: I think we're splitting hairs at this point.
0: We are. We are. He would have to play like if. 19 how many Super seasons. Bowls
1: does Mahomes have to win for him to Four. for there to be a legitimate argument to say he's he was greater than Brady? Four. Four. Okay. So in six, That's if he wins. That's probably aggressive. If he wins this Super Bowl, and he has three, he has to win one more, like in the next ten years, and he'll be pretty much equal to Brady in in people's minds.
0: I, yeah. But like the way he's going, I would imagine if he wins this one, if he wins he's gonna win the fourth one, more pr- probably. Just the way they're going, and like the way the season went, they were not. Close to the best team in football this year. They were maybe like the sixth, best no, team. Most people were saying they were
1: going to be one and done. Yeah. Like this I, per- is... I
0: thought that they might be one and done.
1: I didn't think they would lose to Miami.
0: No. Uh, well, but I yeah. sure
1: thought that Buffalo, if there was going to be a the Buffalo would do it, it's this year. Yeah. You got him in your house. <laughs> Crazy. I was it, it was easier or not easier for me, but it was I enjoyed it more this week because I'm just a huge Josh Allen fan, and I I know Mahomes is better. I'm not gonna argue that, but I just I wanted to see Allen win. So last week I was I was just kind of mad and didn't get a chance to appreciate what I just saw from Mahomes. This week I got to appreciate it and step back and just be like, like what? Look at what we're watching right now. This is just look at this.
0: Yeah. No, he's fantastic. On the other side of that, Lamar Jackson comes up very, very small, and his legacy took a major hit as well.
1: Oh yeah. He like you're officially you can't win the big games now. That's what you're labeled as for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you can't. And it's not like, and it's not like with Josh Allen can't win the big games. Like at least Allen, dominates, and Mahomes has to actively go out there and beat Josh Allen every every single year. Right. Which is not... It's not... I mean, it, it speaks to the greatness of Mahomes, but, like, Allen plays well. Lamar did not look good. No, he didn't play well. He did not look good at all. And I'm not going to... Sort of in his defense, sort of not. Obviously, he didn't play well, but that was an absolute coaching disaster from the Ravens. It was awful. This was one of the worst coaching jobs I've ever seen. They ran the ball, I believe it was six times to running backs. You led the league in rushing attempts and yards, and you gave yeah. it to your running back six times. Like, that was the advantage. Like, obviously, your defense was good, but like, what can you do that the Chiefs are going to struggle to stop is run the ball? So, Gus Edwards has three carries, and Justice Hill has three carries. Those are the only times running backs touch the ball. Six times. Six.
0: Yeah, that's that's not going to get it done. And Gus Edwards and Harbaugh, had a fifteen-yard carry in the first quarter. Didn't touch the ball again until like five minutes left in the third quarter.
1: And it wasn't like you were getting blown out to the point where like you had to throw just to try to get back in the game. Like no. it was close. You could have yeah. run the ball. And yeah, the game that, was in doubt I mean, for a while. I mean, you're. Todd Munkin and Harbaugh, the fact that he signed off on that, I mean, that was that. That's just a entire coaching collapse. I mean, and it's not. I'm not saying Lamar was was played well. He did not play well. But the coaching staff has to know you cannot put him in that position. That's not his game. He's not going to succeed right. there. So I mean, that's disaster. And and Steve Spagnola.
0: He was incredible.
1: Good, good lord.
0: Yeah, um, on the in the other one in the NFC Championship game, <clears throat> the Lions take a twenty four seven to lead in halftime, and then are outscored twenty seven seven in the second half by the Niners. It was literally two different halves. First half, the Lions dominated; they were incredible. And then the second half, the Forty Nine ers dominated; were incredible. Two very very different halves. Josh um, Reynolds
1: needs to be cut right now.
0: Oh my gosh, dude! I mean, drops a fourth right? down, he,
1: dude. I think if he catches one of those, they win the game.
0: One. Drops a fourth down, and then he drops a drag route on third down and like eight it was like or a third and fifteen too,
1: and he hit him for like twenty yards. Yeah, I, I
0: I don't remember the the distance. I just remember it was third down. If you get it, you move the chains, and he drops it. That's twice that you get a first down if he catches it, and he drops it. And uh, they needed momentum so bad because you have that swing where you get the 50-yard bomb off the face mask that Ayuk catches, they score, and then immediately there's a fumble, and then they that score again. That was one of those,
1: like... Once that happened, and, like, just... Once that fluky play happened, I'm like, 49ers are going to win. Like, that play doesn't yeah. just happen. Like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're almost just fated to win at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, was. like,
1: I, I had been... Like, on the edge of my seat, just, like, stunned. Like, I did this, like, four times during the game uh, in the first half when Jared Goff was just a master on third down. I was like, holy crap, he did it again. And then, like, I jumped out of my seat when it it was, like, third and 15. Like, the 49ers have all the momentum. And then he hits Josh Reynolds in stride for, like, 20 yards. I'm like, I jumped out of my seat, like, oh, my God. And then he dropped it. And yeah. I like sank into the seat. Like it was, it was still, I mean, that was a great game, dude. But it was, I felt bad for Detroit.
0: I felt, yeah, I felt for him too. Cause they, they, when you start that way and you're like, oh, wow, they are, they are going to just coast into the Super Bowl. And then you lose that. It was just a rough way to lose. Ben Johnson I guess. ran and
1: circles around the 49ers
0: in the first half. So second half it wasn't so great but some of that was just like the way the game ended up I mean you're you're missing opportunities and you're going forward on fourth down and not getting it and you know you
1: I don't I don't hate that as much as want. some other people do I mean some, that's people that's are Dan killing Campbell Dan like, Campbell and that's that's like, who he is yeah and I'll be honest I, outside of the drops I mean like he really didn't screw up I mean if If uh, Josh Reynolds catches that one, they potentially score a touchdown before half. And then, I mean, Jared Goff, he misses Gibbs in the end zone right before the half. Um, Gibbs has the fumble. And then the other drop by Reynolds. I mean, this is just couldn't – yeah, just some missed opportunities.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shall we talk receivers?
1: Sure, let's get into it. We're 30 minutes into the show. <laughs> Haven't even done the sole purpose of this show. is One of our favorite things of the year is ranking dynasty positions. Are we didn't run any yeah. backs. Arguably, receivers are the most fun position to rank because there's so much more to talk about than any other position.
0: So we have included rookies in this top 24 ranking just to oh. spice things up a little bit, to, to get a little hot and bothered a little early. Um,
1: we'll be updating this.
0: We will be. Yeah. And I'm sure things will move and shake quite a bit. Obviously, as free agency comes and goes, the draft comes and goes, things will change for sure. But as things stand today, this is our top 24. <clears throat> uh, we're going to go from one to 24. We agree. Number one, it's Justin Jefferson.
1: Shock the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't, there's nothing that needs to be said. He's great. Um, some people, probably after CD lamb's amazing year, some people are like, "What about CD lamb? Well, no, Justin Jefferson had a thousand yards in like 10 games or something. He was great.
1: I, and I agree. there is an argument. realistically, if you look at it, you could make an, the top three guys, you could make an argument for all three of them at one. I completely agree with you with most people, Justin Jefferson is one. but I feel like there will be people who who disagree with where we have CD.
0: There's going to be some people that disagree. I So this is a composite list of, of the two of us. In full transparency, Jamar Chase and CD Lamb are exactly even because I had CD at two, you had Jamar Chase at two, and then, you know, obviously vice versa at three. For you, was CD Lamb at three? For me, it was Jamar Chase. I had they CD end up seven. being two and three. <laughs> you had CD at thirty-five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I had CD at three. I mean, I, I get it. He just had four hundred points. He was just the wide receiver one. But I mean, what Jamar has done through his first two years, not a lot. People don't talk enough about it. I don't think. And I I think, I mean, there's a lot of recency bias that has crept in. I think the Bengals are going to be back with a vengeance next season. People have kind of forgotten a little bit about Joe Burrow. They've forgotten how good Joe Burrow, a healthy Joe Burrow really is. And they've kind of forgotten about how good Jamar Chase is along with a healthy Joe Burrow. They're going to be back next season. And Chase is younger than Lamb. He has a better quarterback than Lamb. And Dak Prescott is only under contract one more season in Dallas. And I don't know he's if gonna he resigned resigned. he's going to get re signed. I don't know. He's going to get re signed. I don't know.
0: If he doesn't get re signed, I will I'm eat not 100% some crow, confident. But he's I'm he's going to get re signed. We'll see. The argument for Lamb is he was just the wide receiver one and nothing is changing. Yeah. They're not going to draft anybody that's going to steal anything from him. They're, the quarterback, I don't think, is going anywhere. He's still going to get targeted a very, very obscene amount. So, like may, the numbers could fluctuate, but like the role and his situation isn't going to change. And so you can project the production to continue. Jamar, Ch- you're totally right about Chase too. Like this is not to say that C.D. Lamb is definitively better than Jamar Chase or anything. But I, I think the way you put it earlier is right. There's an argument to be made for any one of the top three over the other. I think the strongest argument is obviously Justin Jefferson at one. He's proven he's the, the most best. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he's incredible. You can
1: argue you can argue Chase and Lamb which one's better. There's no argument. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the NFL.
0: Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I don't he's think there's any,
1: there used to be the Devontae Adams argument, but there's no more argument anymore. It is Justin Jefferson and everyone else.
0: Yeah. Um four. Are we at four? Do we have anything left yeah, on? We're at four. Okay. Amin Justin, St. Brown,
1: Jamar Chase, CD Lamb. Interchange them if you want. This is the order we together agree they should be.
0: Yeah. At 4 we've got Amonra St. Brown. And I think I think if you were to put this into tiers, there's a little bit of a dip between the top 3 and Amonra. Not a big one, a little one. No. And then Amonra is kind of if you did a tier, he's sort of by himself, I think.
1: Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree there. Amonra special dude.
0: He's real good. And Jared Goff doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. I saw a report today uh, that they're going, to re-sign him, they're going to re sign him, they're gonna pay him a lot of money. So I wouldn't pay him too much, Jer- but I would pay him. <laughs> there's a line. The, I guess the only question with him is Ben Johnson is leaving. That is true. And so true. What, what does the offense look like generally speaking without Ben Johnson? I think overall there's probably a dip.
1: But oh, the yeah. role ben is Johnson the same. Is a genius.
0: Yeah. But Amon Ra is not going anywhere in terms of what his role in the offense is, um, his value to the team. Jared Goff isn't going anywhere. So run it back with Amon Ra, I guess.
1: I, I think you can, you can just about lock him in for 150 targets and 12 to 1400 yards every year. Yeah. Okay. At five is You're where things like get one. interesting. This one shocked me five, when we were making our composite list.
0: Yeah, we've got our guy Puka Nakua at wide receiver five in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I put football. Puka
1: at five. I did. You did. I did. Justin. I
0: am still waffling on Shame Puka on versus you. A.J. Brown.
1: <laughs> I Shame am, on you.
0: I was early in on the whole Puka experience. I would like to think that I was in on him before just about anybody else, and I think for the most part that's probably true. But at the same time, I... I flip flop. I, I think depending on the day of the week, you could argue me in different directions.
1: I'm ashamed of you. I'm fake. Are you really? You're fake. <laughs> <laughs> you fake. I'm not surprised you put AJ. I'm not surprised you put AJ Brown over him. But my guy Puka just broke Jamar Chase's rookie record. He did. We got Chase it too. Yeah, he he did. And Puka,
0: if you factor in the playoff game, he was fourth in receiving yards with sixteen hundred and sixty, and seven touchdowns. He had one hundred and sixty-three targets in his eighteen games this
1: year. Um, and, and my whole thing with him was I wanted to see him when Cooper Cup was healthy. And guess what I did? And he sh- flat out stole Cooper Cup's job. He was. And Cooper Cup yeah. is still good.
0: Oh yeah, Cooper. Well yes he's still good he's not quite as good he's as he's not used what to he be, was I think obviously it's not what he was he's still good here here's a fun stat for you uh PFF has their proprietary yards per route run stat do you want to know some names that Puka Nakua was better than this year in yards per route run hit me CeeDee Lamb Amon Ross really? Brown really AJ Brown that uh who else on here Jamar Chase, Jamar. I believe that Devonte Adams, big names. The Puka Nakua was better than in uh, in yards per route run. So did we he just did we
1: just argue Puka over AJ Brown to you right now?
0: Probably, probably because of the age argument. And Matthew Stafford's going to be there next year, and probably I would, if I had to bet, how many more seasons Stafford plays, I would bet two more. And if you're betting on a two-year window where Puka is, I think, currently 23 or 24, I would probably bet Puka.
1: Well, I mean, and in, two, in two years, if you think Puka is probably better the next two years. Right. AJ Brown's 29 at that point. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll still be in his prime in two years, but definitely Puka will be entering his prime in two years. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go Puka. Um, So that means at six, A.J.
1: Brown. I'm okay with it. (laughs) We'll we'll allow it. Uh, A.J. Brown— I think I had A.J. Brown lower in mine.
0: I think you did. I think you're a little bit lower on A.J. Brown. Um, What's really interesting about him is he had 1,400 yards a second year in a row— And the offense was bad for half of the season. I mean, it really wasn't great the entire season, but it was truly bad for half the season. And he still ended up with 150-plus targets, 1,400-plus yards. He had seven touchdowns, which I guess by his standards is is kind of a down year for touchdowns. So he's not going anywhere. He's in the middle of his prime. They did just hire Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, which is probably a boost. And, and an upgrade. on top of that, Kellen Moore, it, for for his offenses, they heavily target receivers. So we knew this, but it could just be even dialed up a little bit more. I'm all for it. So, yeah, he's, he's locked in there.
1: I just don't know if, if Hurts is, is amazing, but he has a good yeah, connection with, uh, with A.J. Brown.
0: He does. And number seven. This is where... Here we go. This is where it gets wild. Here we go. Marvin Harrison Jr. You did. You're higher than Marv than I am. And I think... So this is where Marvin Harrison's really interesting because we've got him ranked here at... What is this? Eight? Seven. Seven. But if you were to do trades today... I would probably prefer Marv in a trade to Pukunakua. I would probably maybe prefer him in a trade to AJ Brown, but it's it's difficult.
1: I mean, just cuz you don't know his landing spot, but I mean, I we don't we don't make the profiles as or like, you know, I guess grade prospects and stuff to the extent that you know, the the mainstream guys do. But I mean, they've got him as a better prospect than Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase was like the best prospect in ten years coming out of out of LSU. He No, no he was great. He he's he's a can't miss prospect. And the the landing spots for him are as it sits, they could be phenomenal. I think if if he goes to the Patriots, that's worst case scenario. But still, you've got a receiver with top three draft capital. Like that almost never happens. Like Jamar Chase went at five. And that was that was high. So, I mean, but look at the other landing spots after him. At four, you've got the Cardinals. If you can tie him to a good quarterback and Kyler Murray, I will be honest with you, if he goes to the Cardinals, he jumps AJ Brown and Puka Nakua in my mind. He's right behind Amonra. And if by some freak miracle he falls to five and the Chargers can get him, yeah. I'm putting him over Amon Ross St. Brown. That's how good a prospect this guy is. And if you get him with Justin Herbert, you could trade CD Ford. Fine. That's okay with me. <laughs> like, this <laughs> dude could break fantasy football.
0: Yeah, he could be incredible. What's so wild about him is when I'm looking at some of these stud players trying to figure out how good are they going to be at the next level. I look at how good were they against their best competition. And in Marvin Harrison's case, he, in his games against Penn State, uh, Michigan, um, and in the playoff games, in the playoff game against Georgia. So Michigan this year, he had five for 118 and one against Penn State. He had 11 for 160 and one, and I'm trying to pull up the playoff game. Uh, I think Dude, he got he, he got injured. a concussion in that game.
1: Yeah, he got knocked out of that game. If he, he hadn't, had, Ohio State would have won. They yeah, absolutely so would have beaten Georgia.
0: In the Michigan game of 2022, it was uh, let's see here seven for 120 and one, and then before the injury against Georgia, it was five for 106 and two.
1: Georgia had no answer for him. The best defense in college football had zero answer for him.
0: Yeah. So basically, in and all he, of his games against good defenses, he had hundred plus yards. That's where I'm going with and this.
1: And he's, yeah, and he's like, he's played with good receivers around him. Like Amika Ibuka, yeah. he's decided to stay at Ohio State, but he's a first round talent at wide receiver and he is an afterthought in the Ohio State offense when Marvin Harrison Jr is there.
0: Yeah, and he played with Julian Fleming who's probably going to be drafted as well. He transferred to Penn State. Um there's also there's other receivers in there that just didn't get on the field. And like it's tough to compare necessarily like the number one recruit this past season uh and project like what he could have done, but these heavily recruited guys aren't getting on the field because you've got Guys like Awuka, like Marvin Harrison, you know. He's great, I guess is where we're trying to go with this. He's awesome.
1: Yeah, he... Some people have said it's getting to the point with him where he's overrated. I genuinely don't think so. Like, I... This this dude is a generational guy. He really is. Yeah, he's he's really... He is absolutely... If he goes to the Patriots, I don't think he lives up necessarily to the hype, but that's just because the situation is horrible. If he gets a good quarterback, like, I it's, I don't see how he misses.
0: Yeah. So he's at 7. At 8, he leaps Garrett Wilson. That's how good – Former teammate. That's how
1: highly we think Former of it. Former teammate. Dude hasn't played yeah. a snap in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Um, Garrett Wilson had 1,000 yards this past season. It was a very bad year for the Again. Jets offense. Again, yeah, we, two straight years. Please where he's get got, him a quarterback. <laughs> they've got one. They've got one. It was supposed to be the year. What does he get? Two Gosh. plays.
1: Yeah. First drive.
0: Yeah. Not good. Didn't even get the third um, down. No. Let's put it this way. If Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback this upcoming season, Garrett Wilson, I think you can lock him in for 1,300-plus yards. I projected him at 1,300-plus yards this season, and he had 1,000 with Zach Wilson and company at quarterback, the 32nd-ranked offense in the NFL. So things things are looking up for Garrett Wilson going forward.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is hard for things to go down when you consider the, <laughs> the level of quarterback play he's had. And the fact that yeah. he finds constant success, even with this, it's, it's it speaks to how, how good of a player he is. It's inconsistent for fantasy. It's frustrating. But Garrett Wilson is that guy. Trust us. Like, he is incredible. He just needs some help. Yeah.
0: Number nine. We go Tyreek Hill. It's the this first old guy. The, the only
1: old guy, really, on this list.
0: It is the only old guy, and he is the best receiver in the NFL today. So you got to factor that in. I think where with Tyreek Hill, it's difficult is you don't know how long he's going to play. He has been on record as saying he'll play two years, uh, two more that was, years. That was
1: that was a year ago.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I think he I think he said he would play three play out his contract, which expires in two years. Um, I don't know what to put into that. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, they, it's he, on the record. They just
1: say stuff sometimes,
0: right? Like he Stephon is, Diggs
1: apparently hates Josh Allen, but I mean he comes back every year. So
0: <laughs> yeah, how much does he really hate him? I don't think it's all that much, but dude, I as much
1: know. as like he helped Josh Allen, like he put Stephon Diggs on the map too. So don't don't even he did. don't even Diggs.
0: He did with Tyree Kill. I, uh, Let's let's play a hypothetical. If he were to play for the next three seasons, he is a top five receiver in fantasy and in the NFL, right? Yes. Okay. So if we're playing in three-year windows, Tyreek Hill is very, very good. He's going to continue to be very, very good until something happens that, that would drastically change that, i.e. Tua Tagovailoa not getting re-signed or... Tyreek Hill tearing an ACL or, I don't know, fill in the blank. None of those scenarios are involved in Tyreek Hill not being good at football. Yeah. So he's great. It I don't is, know that we need to say anything else about him, but he's great.
1: Yeah, Tyreek Hill's a stud. He's 29, but it, it he is he's a unicorn, honestly.
0: Yeah, and you bet on it unicorns. It doesn't really matter. I think that's the one thing I've learned in fantasy football this year. Yeah, except, uh, yeah, you're right. Kyle's a unicorn, but. (laughs) He was supposed to be a unicorn. He hadn't produced like a unicorn.
1: Turned out to be a leprechaun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number 10, Chris Olave. It's our boy. We do like us some Chris Olave.
1: We like some Chris Olave. Not as much as we did. He yeah, kind us this year. It's more Derek Carr hurt us. This is all Derek's fault.
0: I am, screw you, Derek. I'm gonna float a compare a career comparison for you for Chris Olave, and I want you to tell me how accurate it is. What if Chris no, Olave saying. turns out to be Terry McLaurin?
1: Mm. Don't say the hat. <laughs> don't say that <laughs> i don't
0: want that to happen that, but we've got well that's the got problem two is seasons
1: like, terry's always good and i know terry's yeah. good and terry always could be better if he had a good quarterback
0: right that's where i'm going like, with terry it. could jump in the, the ranks yeah no if if terry had a legit quarterback and this next season he might be very very good because he's still in his prime he's just had awful quarterback play for his entire career Chris Olave has not yet had good quarterback play. He did have 1,100 yards this past season, had 138 targets, Did only five hurt? touchdowns. I think he
1: did miss a game without a, with an injury.
0: He missed a couple. I think he ended up missing multiple games. But he did have a couple games of just duds, like Week 17 against Tampa Bay, 3 for 26. Uh, week 14 against Carolina, 4 for 28. You've got a 1 for 4 against Tampa in Week 4. You've got a two for 12 against New England. There were a lot of stinkers this past season for Chris Olave. So he is, he's in an interesting spot. All that to say, he's a very, very good player. The situation is a little bit wonky, though.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I want him to be better. I hope he's better. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know if if the Saints go get a quarterback. I don't know what draft capital they have. I know they're way over the cap, so they're going to have a lot of roster turnover this year. It's it's going to be tough to rank Chris Olave going forward.
0: Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Um, At number 11, we have Jalen Waddell.
1: A little Another bit of a disappointment. Kind of, kind of tough to rank, too. He's tough. You could argue give, him lower. I,
0: you could. I'll float this out there for you though. In that yards per route run metric, give
1: just oh, ballpark me. Where do you think I bet he where, dominates? Where do you think he ended up? Yards per route run. I don't even know, dude. Like it how far is it off Brandon you
0: Well, <laughs> He was not quite at Brandon. Brandon Aik was second (laughs) in the league. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. Jalen Waddle was eighth. He was in the top ten. What was his number?
1: How many yards per hour?
0: Uh, Let's see here. Let me pull up the exact number. He was 2.52. It was actually better than it was last season when he had 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns.
1: Okay. He had fewer targets, though, didn't he?
0: He was He dealt with injuries. He this was
1: year. in and out of the lineup all year. Like was every very, week very I injured. got a notification from Sleeper. Like, Jalen Waddle was in the medical tent, like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jalen Waddle was super injured this year. His final line was 109 targets, 74 receptions, 1,045 yards, four touchdowns. I think you can chalk a lot of it up to injuries. If he were healthy all year, he probably ends up with a similar line to what he did. When he was a top ten fantasy receiver,
1: yeah. And some of this, when I put into it too, obviously age. I think he is he still twenty four. I think he's twenty four.
0: He he might be twenty three, but I think he's twenty four.
1: I think he's twenty four, so he's still very young. He's entering his prime, and there actually is 25. the question. Oh wow! He just uh, he stayed 25. all four years at Alabama, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he stayed. I all think four he years. did. Yeah. Okay. Still, 25 years old, very much in the prime of his career. He just turned 25. It's got to be. Like, he can't be. He couldn't have been 25 Yeah,
0: he's 25.1. He is in the first month of his 25th year.
1: But, I mean, still in a good offense. Mike McDaniel knows how to use those guys. And there is the longevity question with Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill is going to go away at some point. And that is going to leave Jalen Waddell in a very good spot.
0: Yes. In a very good spot. Like, when he is there's a scenario where he's 28 years old and he is the number one receiver for a Mike McDaniel-engineered Tua Tagovailoa offense. It's always on the horizon. It's always very enticing, and he's good right now. So yeah. I think I might have argued myself into Jalen Waddle over Chris Olave and Dynasty. I think I just twisted it a little bit to where I would prefer Waddle.
1: I don't know. I'm. I might still lean Olave a little bit Simply because I think Olave is—he's a little bit more of a polished receiver, and I think he—he he has a chance to be a, a true one before Waddle's going to have that chance.
0: That's true. It's just like who's going to be the quarterback? Because you can be DJ Moore, where you're a true oh, yeah. one in Carolina, but it's—it's it's garbage at quarterback, and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that's and that's fair. I don't know.
0: Speaking, I don't of. know. Speaking of, the final receiver in our top twelve is DJ Moore.
1: People might not have seen this coming. Maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't really see it coming until I was ranking the guys. I'm like, oh crap, DJ Moore is up there. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up
0: with 130 targets, 96 receptions, 1364 yards, and eight touchdowns. It's a pretty darn good year.
1: Pretty good. Not and he played bad. part of it with a backup.
0: He did. He did get propped up by an eight for two thirty and three against Washington in week five. That will help the cause a little bit.
1: But <laughs> I did yeah. enjoy that game a lot because <laughs> I had DJ Moore in a few spots and our good buddy Landon Hewell, he he lost it that week, I'll be honest with you. Because A, he had DJ Moore in a dynasty league where he was very much a contending team. Benched him. He was facing me, who has DJ Moore in another Dynasty League, where he's also contending, and I single-handedly beat him with DJ Moore. Oof! And in a third Dynasty League, he had DJ Moore. He was very heavily invested in DJ Moore. Or was going up against DJ Moore a lot that week. He was in a full rebuild at the the time, and had DJ Moore on the team, and he's like, DJ Moore is killing my max points for here. So, (laughs) the fact that he lost a matchup because DJ Moore was on his bench. Got beat by me with DJ Moore and had DJ Moore in one on a team where he was actively trying to rebuild. He just lost it and is like, I'm done with DJ Moore. And I think he <laughs> traded him everywhere he had him for like he lost value on it. He's like, I am sick of this guy. He did. He traded him for peanuts. It was, peanuts. <laughs> it was Get great. Get him off the team.
0: It was really funny. Um, yeah, no, D.J. Moore is here to stay because the quarterback is either going to be the guy who just provided a 1,300-yard season this past year, or it's going to be Caleb Williams. I'm so fine with any no, options. <laughs> there, there's no bad options here anymore. D.J. Moore is in a good spot where—and I think you could even argue that with with Justin Fields, there's room to improve because you did have Tyson Bajant for a good while there, and uh, that wasn't great. So. No on so it could have been even better than almost fourteen hundred yards for DJ Moore. Um. Yeah, he he is a he's one of those dynasty auto buys right now because I don't think he's valued super duper high, even though, like the situation could get a lot better, or it could be the same, or it could be a little bit better. I don't see any way that this situation gets worse.
1: Only way it gets worse is like if Chicago shocks the world and takes Marvin Harrison at, at the well, one hundred and one, which I don't would make think will happen. That would make it worse. Uh, yeah, but that would do Other it. than that, no, this is this is just fine. And what's crazy okay, is he's still twenty six years old. Yeah, he, he's young. He's he's been in the league for six years and he is twenty six. He bet. was super young when he got drafted.
0: That's all she wrote for the top twelve dynasty wide receivers if you enjoyed the episode leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode uh stay tuned for part two that has wide receivers 13 through 24 coming later this week if you want to talk fantasy football during this offseason join our discord there's going to be a link in the description below this uh it's a lot of fun we got a lot of cool guys in there talking football all year long talking about dynasty talking about fantasy it's a blast. So check that out, and uh, that's all for me. We'll see you guys in the next episode coming later this week.